Hi there, I'm Lori Hellman, mom to Skylar, my incredible adult son with severe nonverbal autism. My goal when creating the Living the Sky Life podcast five years ago was that the content of each episode brings hope, connection, and some valuable takeaways to each listener. In sharing the many relatable caregiver stories and experiences, I sincerely hope that you never feel like you have to travel your parenting journey alone. If you haven't already, please connect with me through my Facebook page, Welcome to My Life, Skylar's World, or Instagram, Welcome to My Life underscore Lori Hellman. And let's keep the conversation going after each episode airs. If you are enjoying the podcast and are listening on Apple iTunes or Audible, please leave a rating and a written review and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for tuning in and subscribing to season five of Living the Sky Life. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Living the Sky Life. I am officially kicking off my sibling series with my daughter, Kendall, as my first guest. My daughter, Kendall, is an 18-year-old college freshman majoring in biochemistry with her career goal set on being either a veterinarian or pathologist. Kendall has always assumed the role of little big sister to her brother, Skylar, who is 20 years old. Due to Skylar being nonverbal and his profound need for support in all other areas of life, Kendall has navigated childhood inside our home on her own. She's very honest and candid during our discussion, and it was evident to me that there are still aspects and feelings regarding her relationship with Skylar that are going to take some time to sort out and better understand. But I'm here for her, and she knows that, and nothing has to be sorted out 100% as of today. She's got a lot of years left to figure out how she feels about all the things. So enjoy my conversation with my daughter, Kendall. This episode is brought to you by Mia Via Toys a brand dedicated to creating toys and learning aids for kids with autism and other developmental challenges. My son Skylar has almost every toy from Mia Via, and a few of our favorites are definitely the sensory-weighted plush octopus named Quigley and the plush elephant named Ellie. Heck, my daughter even took the mini Quigley to college. One of the coolest new offerings is the Line and Learn Cars set, which includes 20 cars and a fold-up parking lot. To check out all the incredible products, Visit Mia Toys, that's M-E-A-V-I-A-T-O-Y-S dot com, and use promo code SKYLIFE15 to receive 15% off your first order. So welcome back to another episode of Living the Sky Life. Today is a special episode for me. Um, not only am I kicking off the sibling series, um, but I am starting these episodes with my daughter, Kendall. So welcome to my show, Kendall. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course, dear. This is, I think, what your third time being on the podcast. Yes. And people yeah. love when you're on because you're always very honest and they learn something from you. So I figured who better to kick off this whole sibling conversation than you? So I'm hoping that you're going to be honest with me and say things that you don't think you need to filter because I'm your mom and I'm the one recording this. Um, so before we get started, a lot's changed since you were on last time because you were still in mm -hmm. high school and your life is a little different now. So can you kind of update everybody about you um, that hasn't already heard it from me, <laughs> like where you yeah. are and what you're doing? Yeah, um, I think last time I was like 15 or 16, Maybe. but I'm 18 now and I'm old lady. <laughs> so I'm recording for my dorm. So yeah, it's so weird yeah. not you not being here in the house. Mm 
So you are studying vet medicine biochemistry. or biochemistry. Yep. Yeah. And, mm-hmm, and you're at Purdue and you're loving life, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's one of the things that I want to talk to you about here in a little bit about you being away from home. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so how, how has it felt for you to move out? I think we anticipated, we maybe had some conversations like, Maybe in the heat of anger, you've said, man, when I get out of here, can't wait to be on my own and not have to deal with Skylar's banging and him pulling my hair and lots of things. Is it kind of what you thought, kind of living on your own and I mean, I enjoy the freedom just um, in general. I like just living by myself and doing my own thing. And I do FaceTime home a lot Mm -hmm. um, to see my cat more than anything, but (laughs) I know we know. (laughs) Yeah. Um it is definitely a different environment because I have a roommate, but like we get along fine. So that's not like an issue for me, but it's just a lot quieter. and It's a lot different. Is it almost unsettling at first, how quiet it was like that you didn't have Mm -hmm. to kind of, you just have this like knee jerk reaction. I think we all do in this house because of the noise sometimes and just the random, you know, Elmo playing in the background and all the stuff. Mm -hmm. And so was it, weird or was it actually like really nice to not have that going on all the time I transitioned to college really easily like I didn't have any issues at all um for me it's just kind of like just like being in my room at home by myself it Mm -hmm. wasn't like it didn't the change wasn't as drastic as it felt I mean it didn't feel as drastic as it actually was Mm -hmm. that makes any sense it was probably more drastic for me. I mean, yeah, I've been open about that. Like it was hard for me that you left because yeah, I, I'm always very honest that it's it's hard not having mm-hmm. Skylar to talk to. And so I think one of the biggest hurdles for me was the child that I talked to all the time about everything wasn't here. Um, so it was welcome surprise that you call us a lot. <laughs> it sounds mm-hmm. a lot because I thought you would move out and be like, see ya and we'd we'd never hear from you we'd have to like beg you to call us but that's not the case so um you on the last episode you were on too you were you were very open and talking about your anxiety and depression and, and being diagnosed with those things and I've asked numerous times and you've said that it wasn't necessarily autism and your brother that gave you a, a lot of anxiety but I wonder if kind of maybe deep down that is some of it and being that you're at school and you're away from all of that stuff, if the anxiety has lessened a little bit in some respects or if it's the same or just kind of how is that for you? Um, well, I will say like my brother is like a large part of it. I mean, part of it just like it's the root of things. Like it's the first like big stressor that I had and it just kind of like built as the stressors like came into my life but um being in college I guess I don't feel as stressed but Mm -hmm. even at home like I just kind of suppressed it like I didn't I haven't really like felt stress much in my life just because it's just like I just suppress it because that's just what I've always done so um my anxiety has gotten better but I don't know if it's by being away or if it's just that I'm on like medications and stuff because it did get better even when I was at home with medications so 
um because a lot of the stressful stuff was just like my mental health in general and how that was affecting me it wasn't necessarily like external issues so um, I have felt a little bit of that since I've been here but again like I'm busy and I'm got like finally at the point where like my medication is like helping so Mm -hmm. that's a big part of it well I mean I'm glad to hear that I hate that that and the autism and your brother and just some of the things in our household even from a young age like you said that just kind of builds and builds and builds and created anxiety in you I hate that part for you but I am glad that removing yourself from this environment and being in a different environment worked out well because it could have gone the other direction I mean college is makes anybody anxious too. your classes are harder. There's a whole bunch of strangers and there's a lot of people and just a lot of the unknown and being on your own, it could have really made you super anxious. And I was worried about that, but you did acclimate so well, so fast. And I'm sure it helps having your roommate, somebody you've known since you were five or six, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice to see you flourish at school and not have that weight on you that you seem to carry when you were at home. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that makes you feel good too, that yeah. you're, you're, you're thriving and surviving at college. Um, you know, you mentioned staying in your room a lot. And I've also talked about that a little bit with on various episodes and things when it's come up with other siblings that I've recorded with. And you always have been, at least in your teen years and older, you made the choice to kind of remove yourself from engaging with your brother at a certain age. And you just kind of went to your room, read books, did your thing. And then when he goes to bed, that's when you would come out and engage with me and Josh and have dinner with us. And we'd all do our thing. Is there a reason that you kind of did that? Do you remember a certain age that you really started to just kind of want to be off on your own and not, I don't know if it wasn't, I want to put words in your mouth. I don't know if it wasn't, you didn't want to deal with your brother or you were afraid of him because of him pulling your hair and stuff or what kind of triggered all of that? I don't really remember exactly when I started doing that. I I mean, I do remember that when I was younger, I was like, like out in like the house or whatever, but I guess it was just getting into those like preteen years where I was just like, wanted to do my own thing and it was nice to get away from the others like the stuff down you know outside of my room but and then eventually I was just like it just made sense and I enjoyed being by myself and then um and then I used or I when I was finally like ready to when I was bored I guess and wanted to like talk to people I would just wait until you guys were because you were always like busy before he went to bed so it was like after six it was like okay they're uh they're not just like stressed out they're like they don't have to take care of him like anymore so it can be like me time you know Mm -hmm. was that a hard thing for you I mean again this is one of the questions I've asked all the siblings that I've recorded with and people over the years Cause it's so hard being on the parent side of it. You know, parents listening are going to be like, probably like my face right now. Like, oh my gosh, that's just makes me sad that you 
recognize, I guess, how, how much work your brother takes before he goes to bed, us feeding him and showering him and doing all of that stuff. And you just took it upon yourself to just go in your room and wait for your turn is what it it sounds like you're saying that crushes me because I don't, I never wanted it to be like, this is all his time. And then you can have our time when he is not in the room you know, we don't want to divide and conquer our entire lives. And we had to do that with your dance competitions and with your sports and just with everything that you were involved in, even your graduation, we had to divide and conquer. They came for a part of it. And then Josh, as soon as you got your diploma, he and Skyler left. And I just, it's so hard for parents to live our lives like this. And we just feel like you suffer the consequences. The rest of our kids have to, you know, do things like that. And like, just kind of make your own way. Did I mean, how does that feel for you? You could be honest if it, if you resent me in some way, or if you just, if it sucks to grow up like that and it's not fair. I mean, how how does that feel? I mean, I haven't had it any different than that. So it's not like it was a certain way. And then it just all like, and then it just turned into this and I had to deal with it. So like, I'm used to it. It doesn't really bother me as much as I mean, it probably you would think it would, but it is kind of. I don't want to say it's like I don't feel sad or anything, but like seeing my friends and like, like going to their houses and seeing like how they live and how they operate and how different it was. I don't know. As a kid, I didn't really think about it, and I was just like, whatever. But looking back now, I'm just like I miss out on so much that I could have. And it's like hard to relate to people and their families because it's so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and you didn't, you haven't really talked about it much until you've gotten, I mean, in the last year or two. So when I wrote about siblings in my book and had you read it, I was hoping that I was at least accurate in the sense that because he's your older brother, he, he never got to pave the way for you. He never got to have teachers before you and say, oh, Kendall, you're not going to like this chemistry teacher. They're really hard. You're going to need to do this. He didn't drive before you. He didn't graduate before you. He didn't do any of the things before you. So as the, as we call you the little big sister, you've had to do everything first and figure everything out on your own because he's never been able to guide you in that way. He's ever also been able to argue with you and like sibling little, you know, arguing over whose turn it is to go in the bathroom and whose turn it is to take the car and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. And so is that some of the stuff that like you see Kylie and her brothers and just different people engaging with their siblings? And did you envy that or you just. I do envy that Mm because I I mean, there's people that are like only children, but Mm -hmm. I guess that's different. And the whole idea of him like paving the way for me didn't really bother me because it's just like there are like someone has to be the oldest child. So like he wouldn't have experienced that as an older brother, you know, like it didn't bother me that I didn't have someone older than me because mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, but um, yeah, I always envied like people arguing with their siblings and stuff because I was like, I wish I experienced that because I feel yeah. like mo- I think everybody that I like, grew up with had at least one sibling so it was like I kind of wish I had that relationship because even though they like complain about their siblings like everyone complains about their siblings but it's so I wish I could yeah because then you could come back and love them again you know like make up yeah Mm -hmm. I was always kind of jealous I guess 
does it come into play too? Not even just the sibling kind of, you know, part that you didn't really have a relationship with him that way, but the communication I'm sure hurts too, because I remember you as a, as a little kid, when I would do therapy with Skylar in the house and have him hand me, like hand me a pack and I'd hand him popcorn or whatever it was, you would jump right in. And, you know, when we had the, the ball pit room was full of balls and, um, you would play with him and you'd say, you know, Skylar, get the red ball and you'd throw it. And like, he was like, looking at you like, no, <laughs> you tried so hard to like do therapy with me and engage with him. And then of course, as you got older, you, he pulled your hair more and he would kind of target you. I think he didn't like the attention being shared. Maybe I'm not sure, but not having a sibling that can communicate with you, even not, not let alone not argue with you, but, um, but just talk to you and just say, Hey, what's up? Or just anything is, I can't mm-hmm. even imagine what that's like. I mean, I, I didn't live that. So is that a huge piece of it too, that you can't even just ask him how he's doing or if he, I mean, not really. Cause it's almost. And he can't ask I, you I, how I, you're doing, I guess, is the way I should have phrased it. That doesn't it. really bother me as much because I like I have you to talk to, you know, you and Josh. It's not like I have like nobody at all that I, know. I can communicate with. So it's just again, it's kind of like an only child, like like they don't have siblings, but they're, you know, they have their parents and they have friends and stuff like that. So it's not like it's bothers them. But do you think it would be helpful if you had peers or people that you knew that were in the same situation as you that had autistic siblings and that, um, you know, you could relate to them in some way. I've, I've asked you before if there were support groups for kids or teens or adults or young adults or whatever, if you would be interested in any of that. And, and you kind of just kind of shook your head like, I don't know. I mean, don't you think it would be helpful to at least relate to some some people your age? I mean, maybe, but like everybody's like autism is different for everybody. So right. they might not have siblings that are as severe as Skylar or they are as severe, but they don't, they have like other behaviors that aren't mm-hmm. similar. So like no one's really lived like the exact situation that I have. And I remember like I had a couple of people like in my class or maybe one who like had siblings that were on the spectrum, but it wasn't like. Oh, really? I don't think I knew that. Uh but it was, I mean, I don't know. I just didn't feel like I related to them. Like I never talked to anybody about it. Even if I knew that they had siblings like that, I'm just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I never really like care to talk about it. It's not like I was afraid to, I just was like, I didn't really feel like I needed to. So did any, any of your friends over the years have people, I mean, they've all met your brother and it, mm-hmm. you know, we take him everywhere, every recital, every Christmas concert, every, everything. We make sure that we go as a family because we would never wanted to shield him from, you know, family activities and things. I don't know if that bothered you though, that he was there, you know, at some of those things, all your friends came up and were like, hi, Skylar. So I assume that you, they at least knew that he mm-hmm. was on the spectrum. I just didn't know how much you've ever shared with your friends or if you don't like to talk about it with them or if they ask you questions growing up with did that happen no no one ever really asked me questions like because all like the girls that I grew up with were like you know they were raised right and they just knew to like be not kind to everybody mm-hmm. so but no one ever really asked me about it and I don't like everybody I mean 
I went to like a Catholic elementary school. So like <laughs> right. my class was very small. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with the same like 20 kids, like all through elementary school. And I think everybody knew, but I don't think they knew like that he was physical or that it was, as, I don't know. Cause I told them like, if they came to our house, I was like, he might hit you. He might pull your hair. And he did pull some of my friend's hair sometimes, mm-hmm. but I guess, I don't know. Is that why you really, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. Is that why you stopped having people over? I mean, you know, that's kind of a hot button for me. I asked you a million times throughout high school, like, why doesn't any of your friends come over here? Like, why don't you ever have people spend the night or swim at the pool or do anything? And you're just like, eh, I don't really want to. Is it that you didn't want to, or you just didn't want to deal with your brother and you didn't want them to have to be exposed to your life? Yeah, I just didn't really want to like expose anybody to that. Oh, that's so hard. That That is hard for you. Like, I, I hate that for you. I hate that you felt that way because I, I imagine you wanted your friends over. And I mean, I don't know what else I could have done. And I just wish I could have done more. I mean, I, I know I've said, I'll, if you want people over, I will take him and we will go somewhere for hours. I will get him out of here. Josh offered to too, but it just didn't seem like that you were interested at all. And I don't, I guess I don't understand. Like, even if we removed him, why you're just like, I don't want anyone in my house. (laughs) It was your common statement. And I just, I just don't understand it. And I, I don't know if you can help me understand it. Maybe there are other parents who have neurotypical kids that are the same way. Like, I don't want anybody here. I'd rather go somewhere else and see my Mm -hmm. friends. I don't want them at my house. Is there any other reason why, or you don't really just, it just always, I mean, obviously like I had sleepovers when I was younger. I think the last time I had like a birthday, like sleepover was like in eighth grade. Maybe I had like the people on my dance team come over, but I mean, I don't, after that, I just didn't want to because it was just kind of stressful for me, honestly, not just because of Tyler, but I'm like super like afraid that everyone's going to like, I don't know. What? You always say I don't know. Like judge like everything. I don't know. So it wasn't entirely Skylar. It was just my own like issues, but. Maybe that's when your anxiety started to kick into. I think it was around eighth grade or before that. Yeah. That's when it started to like show more. Do you think it's helpful for, for parents um, that that we ask you for certain events? Like um, for example, like when we were doing your college tours and trying to figure out where you're going to go to school. And I asked you like, do you want your brother to accompany us or would you, are you okay with Josh and I splitting these up? He'll take you to some, I'll take you to some so that your brother doesn't have to go because my initial thought and Josh's too, was this is your big time. Like, this is all about you. It's your senior year, junior year. All of those things are really like pivotal moments in your life. And we didn't want the fact that we would need to run your brother to the restroom to change him or any, anything to distract from you. So that's why we asked you, are you glad that we asked you or would you have been okay either way if we just brought him and didn't really think about it? I mean, I'm glad you asked because I, I did say like, no, I'd rather you didn't bring him because he just didn't need to go. Like it wasn't anything uh-huh. he would like care if he missed. Like it, I don't know. Like it wasn't really like a, because I don't know anybody else whose like entire family took them to like a college visit. 
Well, I think it was more, it wasn't about him really attending. It was that Josh and I, it was such a huge moment for us as parents of you that he didn't want to miss seeing Purdue for the, cause he didn't get to see it until we moved you in. Like he didn't get to go to that college visit. I did. And, um, you know, there were some that he took you on mostly I did them, but, mm-hmm. um, he wanted to be with me we with you, the two of us wanted to be together, but we don't have any help for your brother. So we had to continue to divide and conquer. We were trying to avoid that, but with avoiding that comes everything as a family of four. Mm-hmm. So we were like, listen, it's, if it's more important to you that one parent is with you and you're good with that, then we'll figure out who goes where, and then mm-hmm. we'll leave Skylar out of it. So, so I'm, I'm glad that you were okay with that and that you appreciated us asking, cause we just try to do right by you too. Cause everything is about Skylar and autism. It seems like all the time. So mm-hmm. we wanted to give you that one moment um, would you be okay with him visiting you though sometime? He hasn't been there yet. I mean, I don't, you don't really want to No, Like I don't okay. think it would be a good idea to like deal with all that. Mm-hmm. I understand. And that's hard. I mean, again, these are the questions I, I wouldn't think a lot of families have to even consider like you were just going to go up this weekend. We're going to go to a game. We're going to go visit our kid in college or whatever, but we, we have to, again, split that up. I came up and surprised you and visited you by mm-hmm. myself. Josh will come up next time and, and visit you. And, you know, that's hard. That's hard on the whole family to have to split things up all the time. Because even if everybody came, you would still have to like, someone had to be with him at all times. So it would still be split up, but. Yeah. And it would be a distraction, right? Yeah. Yeah. These are the parts of this life, this sibling life that are hard, but it's really important that we address because I think this is the part of our lives that people don't understand. There's so much focus on autism and and the needs for Skylar and things about him. And you guys sometimes get left behind for the concern from families outside of ours. Like we're focused on you, but you know, people don't, don't live in this house and live this life kind of forget that you're kind of caught up in the mix of all of this. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, that's kind of hard. I got to mm-hmm. believe. Um, so I guess switching gears, it's kind of a, a little bit of a different subject about your brother, but I'm sure there are things that you appreciate about him and that you've learned and that you love about him. And I know it's hard sometimes to find stuff that you appreciate about him because he, he really comes after you quite a bit, takes a lot of stuff out on you. But um, what are the things that you over the years have appreciate about him I guess it's not as easy because we don't have any kind of relationship so it's like but just even in observing him are there things about him that um as you've aged that you find like that just really like for me like with his spelling and stuff and his horse riding and all of those things when I I mean I always tell you everything that he's doing and all of the milestones that he's achieving and um you know, you've just watched him go from barely being able to walk on his own and do a lot of things on his own to be coming more independent. I mean, even just walking through our neighborhood and being able to do a lot of those things that he couldn't before. I just wondered how it feels for you to see him achieving things that have taken years and years and years for him to accomplish. I mean, it is kind of nice to see considering like people have, told him that like 
he's never gonna do anything he's like just like a four-year-old and he's doesn't understand mm-hmm. anything and it's just like I think you know what I'm talking about but um so it's nice to see that it's like proves everybody wrong mm-hmm. yeah I mean he's still not going to be able to live by himself and right that's something that like we've accepted but he's not like he doesn't get as much credit as he deserved when he was younger mm-hmm. yeah not at all not even from family members <laughs> who shall remain nameless right um <laughs> um in talking about the future another thing that people ask me a lot is if there was ever an age or a time when i kind of sat down with you and talked about like what we plan for his future and what part of it you may play uh, if you want to play a part of it and we've talked about it some um do you feel like you have a good handle on josh and my plan for your brother and kind of the role that you would play in it I mean I'm not sure about my role I mean I know what your Mm -hmm. plans are but I don't are you talking about like in the future when you and Josh aren't around to take care of him anymore is that what you're yeah I mean just I've always been very very clear with you um that I don't expect you to move him into your house and like for you to pick up where we leave off and do you do everything that I've done for him his entire life? I just, and I may be an N of one. I may, may be the only parent who feels this way, but I just don't think it's your responsibility just because you're his sibling that you become his mom after me. Um, but what I would hope is that you are able, you and maybe your cousin, Maddie, Um, maybe the two of you guys would oversee his finances, his trust, make Mm -hmm. sure that somebody is checking in on him frequently wherever he lives. And hopefully you guys are living in close proximity to him, but that you, and maybe even Will, your other cousin, um, you guys kind of rotate and check on him and just make sure he's well taken care of. And you guys take him out to dinner and just get him out of the place where he's living and that kind of a thing. I, I want you to keep your relationship with him. What, I mean, I know it's hard to predict because you're only 18, but it was that, is that something that you think you would be comfortable with and making sure that he's okay and managing his money and that kind of stuff? I mean, potentially it's hard to think about. <laughs> you're that. so funny. I know it is hard, but we have to, because I just, I don't know how long I have, you know, I hate to think that I'm fairly young, but I just, I just want to know that everybody is on board and, and if you're like, nope, that's too much. I don't want any of that like responsibility. I'll visit him occasionally, but I don't want anything to do with his money and stuff. That's something I, I would hope that you're thinking about as you're starting your life and your career and that you could feel comfortable to tell us like what part you want in it, if any. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not a, bad sibling if you're like I don't want anything to do (laughs) like I don't I don't want any responsibilities I just want to be able to visit him when I can and that's it you know does that make sense yeah (laughs) you're like I don't want to (laughs) I don't want to worry about this mom and that's okay too you're only 18 um but I just don't know what the right age everybody's different so Maybe some people at 18 are ready to talk about this and you're like, nope, I want to have my career first. And then maybe when I'm 25 or 30, we can sit down and have this discussion, but I'm not, 
I'm not ready yet. Would that be fair? Mm -hmm. Um, well, you know, kind of in general, I guess, what, if you had to like describe to somebody that, um, is a friend of yours or something about life as growing up in our house, as a sibling of, of your only sibling with autism, um, what would you say have been the good and the bad takeaways from it? I mean, it definitely taught me to be resilient and independent. And then, but it also like from like toddler age stressed me out. And I was like, I, I mean, I, I mean, you remember better than I do, but it was just, and I guess I didn't realize that I was stressed out, like I said before, but mm -hmm. it just didn't, wasn't very healthy, but. I mean, um, well, I think the qualities you mentioned are are strong ones. Um, the good ones, the resilience, the independence, the the empathy. I mean, I feel like, and maybe I'm off base, but with some of your uh, obsession and passion for animals and stuff, I always feel like from a very young age you have gravitated to all animals, like even ants and flies and like you're just you're like ah, oh, just I don't I don't we'll just put them outside and you don't want us to like kill spiders or anything and I, I just have a ladybug the other day see I just <laughs> think the empathy I mean not only for other people and kids and at school and you always stuck up for every kid that was you know maybe ostracized or picked on or you know alone on the playground you were the first person to like you know befriend every kid. I think that is a quality that a lot of siblings with a special needs sibling or any kind of difference than quote unquote normal family upbringing, you guys have an incredible amount of empathy. And I think maybe that's what steered you towards vet medicine or just, you know, caring for, for others, especially animals who don't speak with your experience with your brother. I mean, I feel like, cause you, you're like, I am not going to be a pediatrician. I don't want to deal with kids. I don't want to be with complaining people. I'd rather deal with animals who don't talk back. <laughs> so, yeah, I think maybe when I was a kid, but now more than anything, I just try to be the person that I never had. Like if like I see myself and other people, so what I don't do you want mean? anyone to feel like I did. Mm. So I'm just like, I don't know, I'm trying to save other people from having to be like me, I guess. You mean feeling alone or isolated or? Just, yeah, everything from that I've struggled with. And I just, I understand even the most like. Do you gravitate to people that you feel like are like lonely or? more like you kind of introverted and quiet maybe but I guess what did come out of living with like um in a household with Skylar and living in and like another household that I was in it like I just want to be alone like I just I genuinely feel like so disconnected from other people Aww. so I just kind of like I haven't really made any friends since I've been in college because I just don't really have the incentive to talk to people or to like go out with people like I just 
don't really care. <laughs> like it doesn't bother me to be by myself all weekend in here. Like it just, I don't know. Is I don't there know if any different? Well, I mean, is there anything? And I mean, clearly, having divorced parents in two households for most of your life um, until high school ish, um, that's an added challenge to what you're already dealing with and facing. Is there anything, though, that if there are kids living in a similar situation with divorced parents or um, with a brother that's as severe as yours, that kind of makes you feel like you need to just kind of hang, hang in your room by yourself? Is there anything I could have done or parents could do differently to try to engage you more or to maybe give you more confidence to like talk to, dare I say strangers, but to like have those skills to feel comfortable talking to people that you don't know and introducing yourself. And because I think we've talked about this, that you're really funny and extroverted and all of those things when you're around people that you know, but when you don't know people like in a whole class in college or people you don't know, you're very, very shy and very introverted. And um, I don't know if there's something that we could have done differently to engage you more so that that wouldn't be, you wouldn't feel so alone or be so comfortable being alone, I guess I should say. I, mean, I wouldn't consider myself shy. I just like, I can talk to other people like perfectly fine if I want to. I just don't. <laughs> so, like, I just don't want to. If talk I have to, to for like groups of like projects and stuff I do and I have no problem with it but right. I just don't really want to like hmm. if I wanted to talk to somebody I would but I just don't like that's a hard one for me because you know I'm chatty yeah <laughs> talk to everyone so yeah I, I don't know it's hard for me to relate to that and I just wish that there was something I could do maybe it's not about that maybe it's not about anything that I did or didn't do right or could or couldn't do differently. Um, we're just different personalities. I think you're a little bit more like your dad. Well, you're just fine. Just chill <laughs> by yourself. And I, I'm not at all. Um, I don't know. I, I guess kind of on that note and to, to kind of end the discussion, um, is there anything about Josh and my parenting that you're grateful for and that you appreciate or things that we that you would advise other parents to maybe do differently than we did I mean you're not going to hurt my feelings this is all about being honest so that people can learn from us and our mistakes or our our strengths or whatever it is from your own experience I mean honestly I don't think there's anything you could have done other than what you have I mean it is what it is you know and you're going to have, you're going to be affected by it regardless of, because you have to pay attention to him. Like you can't, like you have to be there. And I understand that. I'm not mad at you. I just, like, it, it is what it is, you know? So. Did it help making sure that I carved out one-on-one -on -one time with you? What, especially when I was single and it was just mm -hmm. us and we had our little sleepovers in my room mm -hmm. Saturday nights and stuff like that. I mean, I tried really hard to, mm -hmm. to find things to crafts and dance parties and things to do with you that Skylar wasn't interested in. Um, so that, you know, you didn't feel like it was all him all the time, always about him. 
yeah that was nice but yeah so could parents check in on their kids more or like what what is it that you feel like you need would you rather have been left alone a bunch I didn't like you being in your room alone all the time so I constantly open your door and bug you and like are you all right what are you doing because I just wanted you to know that I cared that I didn't just Mm -hmm. forget about you because you were locked in your room with yourself but um is there anything in those teen years especially that parents could do or not do to help you guys get through this stuff whenever you pestered me about it it like annoyed me at the time but Good. I'm kidding. But um, I don't know. Cause I guess I was just like, I don't know if I was, cause again, like I don't really feel like I'm, I mean, I have them, but I don't like recognize them really. So I mean, I was just like, I mean, I was so miserable like as a teenager for a lot of reasons. And I was just like so bitter and like mad at everybody. So I don't mean, and that's just like being a teenager. Teenagers are just moody. So um, just the fact that you try is enough. I mean, it's probably going to be rejected depending on how old your kid is. But eventually when they get older, they'll like recognize that. And like, I'm grateful that you did that. May not like I've appreciated it at the time, but it probably made things a lot better than it could have been. So appreciate that well thank you and I I mean I appreciate hearing that because that is I guess something that when I talk to 25 and 30 year olds like you who have you know siblings on the spectrum that are either older or younger it's about their 20s that they're like you know this really annoyed me that my parents did but now that I'm an adult and I look back on it I am so glad that they continued to pester me or whatever it was. Cause I, I see it now and I appreciate it, but I didn't then. So only being 18 to hear you say that you did appreciate mm. me annoying you is great. That's like, <laughs> I'm sorry it annoyed you at the time, but I'm really glad that you see the other side of it now and that I was trying. Another thing, like I matured pretty fast, but I felt like I mean, again, this wasn't just Skylar. It was, like, other things. But I was, like, really mature at in some aspects, but really immature in others. Like, even now, I still feel like I'm socially, like, not as mature as everybody else in my mm-hmm. age. Like, I don't know. I just feel like, again, like, I'm so different from everybody else. And, like, I just feel, like, disconnected. Like, I don't belong in my generation or whatever. But, but I was also, like, a good student. And I, like didn't need to be told to like I didn't make stupid decisions as a teenager and I'm not making stupid decisions in college now because I I know better (laughs) yeah so I don't know I just so there's that that's a positive thing but to go along with resilience but at the same time it's like I kind of wanted like you kind of want to be like everybody else and do Mm -hmm. stupid stuff just but yeah kind of like a bittersweet I would agree with that I mean on the one hand it's nice that you didn't do anything stupid (laughs) you never got in trouble and you don't now and um I don't have to worry as much about you um but I see it from your perspective too that by growing up so fast and really having to 
mature beyond your friends, the things that they're doing, I mean, to you, it's like, that's so dumb. And, and I know what you're saying too. Like, I feel like you've aged out of your childhood faster than you should have. Like you, there's a lot of things you should have experienced and enjoyed as a kid, but you didn't really have the opportunity because you had to help me or help us and, mm. you know, navigate things that were beyond your age. Um, so, you know, I hate that for you. That makes me sad a little bit that some of your childhood was kind of taken from you because I feel like too, a lot of the things that girls your age were into, especially in high school and stuff like makeup and hair tutorials and all this stuff and the clothes that they wear, you're, you're like, ugh, like I have no interest in any of it. I mean, so I don't think that's necessarily maturity. It's just my personality. Cause those girls, it's not like they're not mature. It's just, they're that way. But I mean, I'm just saying like what your age, a lot of girls, your age find entertaining and stuff. You're like, "Eh, I don't have any interest in that. So I think that goes back to being socially like unsure of who to interact with because at times it feels like at least in high school, it sounded like you didn't have a lot in common with a lot of the girls in your grade except your little core group group of friends, because they were all interested in things that you could care less about. So you didn't really have a lot of like small talky things to do with them it, because the things they enjoyed and thought were fun. You were like, that's dumb. <laughs> and you were pretty, pretty clear saying that's dumb to me. So, um, you know, I think that, but that's a good thing to recognize all the hard work you've put in and getting good grades and focusing on important things. There's not, that's not a negative. That's a good thing. But then again, it's not like everybody else isn't mature. Like, like my roommate's just as mature as I am. No, I know have, what like, you're saying. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like it's I, different. Yeah. So. Yes. This is no dig. I can put a disclaimer on. This is no dig on any other 18 year olds out there. Yeah. No, I mean, there's it's nothing just wrong the point. This the point is your just, experience. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just not like, I don't look down on anybody that doesn't think the same thing as me. I'm just of course like, not. I don't, you know, it's just not my thing. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm not really like into talking to people and like, <laughs> doing social things. So it's not like, <laughs> I don't know. As we tease you though, you're going to have to figure it out because you can't have a career that deals with people if you don't really like talking to people. <laughs> so we're going to have yeah. to figure like out. I said, I do when I have to, but I'm not like a fan of it. Well, you were really good in your job working at home like goods it, all though. that time, dealing with customers and, you know, infuriated customers, even you handled yourself just fine. So you can, if you have to, like you said, oh, Kendall, you're a gem. I'm glad you're mine. Cause you're pretty awesome. Thanks so much for, I know this is a hard topic to talk about. And like you've said, this isn't something that we just talk about all the time. You're very kind of in, introspective and we don't, we just don't talk about feelings and how mm-hmm. your childhood has been very often. So I, I'm glad you're willing to share it publicly <laughs> with me in this forum, because um, I just think it helps. I think it really helps a lot of people. Um, cause as you said, every kid, every kid on the spectrum and every kid that's not on the spectrum that lives with a family member on the spectrum, everyone is so unique and so different. Their experience is going to be completely different, but I think the more experiences that are shared and the more, um, you know, opportunity we have to learn from 
as parents from all of you and, and your stories and, you know, hopefully it helps somebody that hears your version and they're like, oh, that's why my child's in their room all the time. I'll just let them be. (laughs) They're just processing. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. So Mm -hmm. thanks. Love you much. Love you. Get back to studying. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was doing. Bye, Kendall. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Living the Sky Life and we'll tune in for the next episode coming soon. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Living the Sky Life podcast within Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play so you'll receive alerts when new episodes are released. Subscribing is the best way to ensure you don't miss a single episode. If you like what you hear, be sure to select the five-star rating, provide feedback, and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for listening.